Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight, and I have two other lovely fellow Infinity Bros with me. Number one in your hearts, and the first one I'm going to announce is Jared Curtis. Ah, Thanks, buddy. How you doing, Jared? Yeah. Oh, I'm great. I'm glad to be back. I think people forgot about me or maybe thought I was playing a Zane, but here I am. It's true. It's true. People may have forgotten about you, but you are, in fact, here and you are, in fact, still an Infinity Bro. So welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast. Might we call you a guest at this point? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's up to, for Max to decide. That hurts a little bit, but you know what? <laughs> Wait, why is we're, Max we're, the one deciding? <laughs> we're pulling the Zane card on you now. We're, we're calling you a guest because it's been so long. <laughs> I think I'll we let the fans the decide. Scott Higa, send us an angry le- worded letter. Am I a guest at this point or have I redeemed myself enough? If you if you have feelings about this, why don't you comment on on the the post that this episode drops on? On Twitter yeah. or Facebook or Instagram or, or YouTube TikTok or YouTube, you know, literally anything that that the Infinity Bros are on, which is on a lot. We are a lot of different uh, social media platforms. So check those out. Number two, definitely not in your hearts, because I would say that uh, he's number one in everybody's hearts. I did already say that Jarrett was number one, but yeah, I think a lot sense. of people are very, very fond of Robbie Sauter. How are you doing, Robbie? Um, survived a week long hiatus from work, uh, to be with my kids and be sick. Um, so just happy to be here. Uh, I know some people think, oh, you got a couple days off of work. No, no, it's Mm -hmm. yeah. Being sick and being with your kids who are also sick. That's like, that's actually, that's, that's a level of hell. I think Yeah, like that's one of the levels (laughs) of hell. I don't know where exactly that goes, but it's up there. People people think Down like there. initially, oh yeah, I had a week off. With kids, it's not really a week off. No, um, especially when you're sick. When you're sick, it's like, oof, man, I feel for you. And I think a lot of people have been going through it. So man, oh, it's rough. It is glad rough. glad you're feeling a little bit better. Robbie initially wasn't um, planning on joining us tonight, but glad you are here feeling good enough i legit though before we got on this pod was like i forgot we're doing a pod i was like i was about to take some nyquil and go to bed <laughs> like no. it was like eight fifty. it was like 8 50 and isaac goes i'm gonna open up a zencaster room and i was like oh shoot <laughs> let me tell you okay let that. me tell you the secret because i pulled this too many times on our episodes and on the only time that i've been on mike's um <laughs> on mike's podcast poor guy i listened back to that episode oh, and I feel so bad. it's so <laughs> horrible but the secret is to you drink a ton of espresso and nyquil together and <laughs> that sounds like a oh, no. combo and that is a that is a, a feeling you'll be chasing for the rest of your life man um, it makes for a horrible podcast i feel go. like you're the one that's <laughs> most often like somehow inebriated while yeah. we're on the podcast and it's like 99.9 coffee but then and i don't drink yeah, it's yeah, just not yeah. filling coffee. Yeah. It's all coffee. I mean, you right. just load up on coffee and then, you know, a little little swig of NyQuil in there. And and there Good you go. go. We've got uh, we've got caffeinated Jarrett um, just rip roaring, ready to go on the Infinity Bros podcast. So welcome. Um, and for those of you who are new to our podcast, make sure you check out the Infinity Bros dot com uh, for all of your Infinity Bros needs. Got some sweet merch that you can check out. Uh, got a blog called The Daily Snap uh, for all the latest uh, 
comics and shows and things we've been thinking and a bunch of other you can also check out our our podcast episodes of the infinity rose podcast there um so while we're shilling yeah we've been and specific props to robbie for this but we've been doing pretty good on youtube with our episodes oh so. yeah yeah uh, robbie's and, been and cutting in, up some podcast segments and doing some oh, awesome work on youtube so make sure you go check that out in an audio medium i'm gonna pull a major faux pas but it's to drive you guys to the youtube so you can see this Oh, no. This is this is what I've done in the last three hours. This full of coffee. Uh, shout out to Mini World Tavern. <laughs> I, actually, I was just gonna say, tea, yeah. what kind of coffee are you drinking there, Jared? Uh, so I so I did <laughs> I did their their black breakfast tea, which is heavily caffeinated, <laughs> and then a cup full of coffee. So um, it's nine forty two p.m. It is nighttime. Yeah. So. Jared's always like, oh, yeah, I brewed a cup or brewed a pot of coffee at like 7 p.m. And here we are, like, you know, a whole pot of coffee later. So if Jared's you see me fidgeting going stuff, a mile it's a minute. I'm, yeah, I got to outlet this. Somehow. There we go. There we go. And we might need you to talk a mile a minute because we've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Do you, do you guys see that? See that? See that? Uh, that was segue? beautiful. The way you melded that together. I love it. Yeah, yeah that's great. There you go. We've got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Number one is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that just dropped on Disney Plus. And number two is the Andor finale that uh, has been out for, gosh, has it been like four or five days now? Yeah, um, last week. And I mean, we've been talking about Andor the last few weeks on this podcast. So many, so many things to talk about with that. So we are going to review both of these. Um, and if you're not familiar with our rating system, make sure you listen to this. Here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. So now that we got that out of the way, um, we are going to give a spoiler rating a little bit later. But I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special before we get into that. Robbie, number one thing here. Yeah. What did you think when it was announced that they were going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Like right off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, I was like, there's no way they're going to get like the actual Guardians. So my mind went quickly to like, oh, it's going to be like animated. Um, that's or like claymation. I like claymation, I think would have actually been like <laughs> yeah, a real possibility. Like James Gunn seems like a guy that would like want to go the claymation route eventually. Um, so at first I did not think we were going to get a live action thing. Cause I would love to know how much this costs to make, but yeah, I was really surprised. Right. I was really happy they were getting it. Cause we haven't got yeah. anything like that. So right. yeah, happy yeah, to hear it. the MCU is expanding. We've got a holiday really special is. now, Jarrett, same thing. What was your, what was your thoughts when it was announced? And then like leading up to it, I mean, it kind of almost forgot forgotten about i feel like until like a couple of weeks before then disney plus is like oh hey this is coming out on yeah november 25th and we were all like oh crap yeah <laughs> forgot about that that's coming out still what was your thoughts on the the holiday special jared yeah i think like robbie said i think we knew this was going to be super weird because james gunn doesn't do anything normal and it, it was really i knew it was going to be campy but i thought it was going to be a lot more of like sort of how the community episode holiday episodes play out where it really mm -hmm. like tries to spin on the idea of like the Christmas season and doing these different mediums. 
um, which they kind of did a little bit, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, I I pictured something completely different, and I think I was still delighted in spite of that. And like you said, I totally forgot that this was a thing. And then I think just before you talked about us reviewing it for the podcast, I got an ad on YouTube, and I'm like, holy crap! I didn't even know this was still happening because of you know him going to DC and all that. But yeah, I was excited to see it. Yeah, man, it it came up so fast. All of a sudden, it was just like, oh, yeah, we got that coming out in a couple of weeks. So here we go. And obviously very well-timed because it is now Christmas season. It came out the day after Thanksgiving, which, you know, for us normal people who celebrate Christmas, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, it was perfect timing. So um, I know Max and Mark are both guys who like to start, you know, decorating and celebrating the day after Halloween. Which shame on them for I think it was before yeah. Halloween they were there Pro- playing for Max Carey. for sure. Max yeah. is like on Christmas, like when it turns like September. He's like, All right, yeah, Christmas yeah. season. As soon as like, you know, the leaves start changing, he's already thinking Christmas. So shame on them though for not giving proper reverence to one of the premier holidays, Thanksgiving. So right. yeah. Football and food. Football, Come on. Are you food? even American if you skip like the best meal holiday like christmas i feel like you still do have some solid meals but like sure it doesn't measure up to thanksgiving thanksgiving like the food is the central focus of the holiday mm-hmm. though this christmas i think we actually do have nfl games so like true if, if that true. keeps happening then i could probably just you know thanksgiving's they, a nice day off christmas day games for a while haven't they i mean mm, i guess it's not always i don't think hmm. i feel like I, I remember watching football and thanks or on christmas a lot of Years. I think it, I don't think it's a yearly thing, but if it becomes a yearly thing, then it's just going to be awesome days off. I'm down. The more down. the more like entire days I can spend just watching football, the better. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, let's dive into this Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We are going to put the spoiler review or uh, warning right here. If you have not watched this yet, we're going to be spoiling the whole thing, and we're might as well since we're giving this right now we're going to be spoiling the whole season of andor as well so if you have not seen either of those make sure you pause this episode go watch those and come back and listen so here is the spoiler warning this is prepare yourself at infinity bros prepare yourself spoiler <laughs> warning you have been warned if you you know get spoiled from here on out it's your own fault so guys i'm just gonna we're just gonna go straight out with our rating and tell us what you thought robbie go ahead oh okay uh the holiday special is a six out of six like uh off the top of my head just finishing it i was like this is a yearly tradition now like it's a 40 minute episode. It's like, it has everything you want. There isn't, I, and I watched it without my kids first. I was like, I don't know where this could go because you know, it's James Gunn and James Gunn China kind of has a track record for <laughs> taking yeah, some a things edgy. a little, little far, a little edgy. Um, so it's like me and me and Jess will watch this uh, without the kids. Um, and goodness, after that first song, like I was like, this <laughs> is the freaking best. Like, yeah, this is so freaking good. Um, so I was hooked right away. I loved everything they did. I loved that they, there was that, like, animation feel. I still feel like they should have gotten Claymation. Um, but that's just how <laughs> that I feel. Like, fantastic. Like, Claymation and Christmas just goes together to me. It really um, does. You're not wrong. It's just it's just so festive. Um, so, 
yeah, it was six out of six. I, I don't have any complaints about any of it, honestly. I feel like it there wasn't anything that like lagged on or dragged on. Like it actually did have some emotional hits um for the Guardians. Like it there's just there's just so much good in it. It just gave me so much joy. It made me like a hundred percent prepared for the holiday season. Jared, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean Part of me wants to give this a five out of six because they talked about Kevin Bacon and all of his movies and not once did they mention tremors. Um, And so like that does that hurts a little bit. Um, Oh, your audience, James Gunn, but but, Jimmy, can I call you Jimmy? Um, (laughs) That being said though, no, it was phenomenal. I think the things that we love about Christmas specials um, is how like campy and, sort of like bad in a good way they were. And I think there was, there's a version of this that tries too hard to make it that. Um, and it, and if that were the case, if they tried like just a little bit harder to make it more cheesy and more campy, like the old star Wars holiday special, then it would fall flat. But I think it's the nice balance of like trying to capture that feel without forcing it. And I think it played off really well. And like, not for nothing. It was very, very lighthearted, very joyful. And like, I, I didn't just push air through my nose and type LOL. Like I actually laughed out loud at certain points. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So what was your actual rating? Six out of six. It was six out of six. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you, you just, you just walked around. Yeah. You just walked around. Just, is it a five or is it a six? Total. Like what, what yeah, is I was, it? I was like, I need is it a five or five is straight six? up. What is it? It's a six, but I am going to send hate mail to, Good old Jimmy Gunn for uh, not for the, the tremors. tremors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, understandable. Yeah. Zane, I'm sure was livid. Oh, just livid. He probably turned livid. it off. Yeah, gave it a one out of six. <laughs> fantastic. Next year they're getting Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, so <clears throat> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna actually be the damper and pull this down a little bit. Oh, please. Um, it's not down. It's still a five out of six. It is fantastic. <laughs> it's like it's two. great. This is exactly what I expected from this fantastic just hilarious lighthearted, and you kind of like i think jared you said it, it kind of tugged on your emotional heartstrings a little bit in in some parts there which i wasn't really expecting um I, you know the one thing that i kind of am like wasn't really buy-in was i don't know if it's the relationship between mantis and drax like that i've just never really liked it sure like they have yeah. funny parts and stuff but man i i found myself like really just kind of like it's a little like humor for children, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they're, they're just screaming at each other randomly for, for half of that first part. Like it just kind of was like, okay, whatever. But it is meant to be like a lighthearted, like, you know, Christmas special. It's a holiday special. Like that's exactly what we wanted from it. And it was, it was fantastic. Like all the Christmas themes, incredible. Kevin Bacon. Wow. Chef's kiss. That was like, Wow, I can't believe they actually got Kevin Bacon to agree to do that. Number one, did you wait? Okay, so did you see that? Apparently, he didn't even like they didn't even talk to him when they made the first like trailer or whatever. Really? Like, yeah. Apparently, that (laughs) he said this in an interview. Like, he was like, he was like, I had no idea about this, and they were like, they want to get Kevin Bacon or whatever. He was like, then they they called me after that or something like that. So 
like what if they had not gotten kevin bacon i don't know what would they have done just like i don't know no what they should have done is just put some other random it would have been like they would have got like matt damon again it would they would have got like matt damon (laughs) from all the loki movies and put him in oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah that would have been awesome but yeah I, i don't know that part to me was like after we got through that first like 15 minutes of them like doing their thing I thought the rest of it was incredible. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Oh my gosh. He just made me smile the whole time. Like he genuinely seems like a nice guy. And I, I know he's still being an actor, even though he's right. acting as Kevin Bacon right. in a special. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it was just such, it was like a little MCU Hallmark movie condensed yeah. <laughs> into like 44 minutes. Honestly, like that, made that's what it was. And James Gunn did it. He did it. So, kudos and but here's the thing as an mcu feature i would not put this like you know like if i were including it in a giant list of mcu titles oh sure it wouldn't be a top 10 if i if i was ranking a list of christmas movies or specials it probably wouldn't be maybe it cracked the top 10 it wouldn't be top five for sure that's an interesting idea it's not high on that list i would probably watch this over like half of the mcu shows like That's TV like shows I, or movies? Like the TV shows. TV shows. Because I don't, I can't, I can't compare this to the that. movies. It's only 42 minutes. Yeah. Sure. Right. That's true. Yeah. I but mean, like, you're not. I would rather watch this wrong. than like an entire season of one of those, of most of those shows. I don't necessarily disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, I'm it, having a hard time arguing against this. You're making some very good points. <laughs> but it kind of like hit. in in the middle of both of those somewhere. So for that Mm. reason, it kind of like, it doesn't necessarily, and it it will be like, this is you're you're so right about the family tradition thing. Like I'm going to be watching this every year. Like that's like, it's was so charming and just lighthearted and just really fun. It was just a really fun time and 44 minutes. Like they fit a lot into that 44 minutes. I, I thought it was, they really, and the pacing, is fantastic for it being 44 minutes. Like, right. it's exactly what we wanted it to. I absolutely loved the animation parts of it at the beginning and the end when they <laughs> I'm going to make <laughs> the weirdest comparison. Oh but but like I feel like you guys will understand and if anyone listening to this go look up um it's called it's called like Elden Ring NPCs or I, it's the chest high wall <laughs> one, okay? So go look up Elden Ring from an NPC's perspective. It's that animation style and the the way that these like characters interact with each other, uh, Drax and Mantis, I feel mm-hmm. like is the same level of writing really? that the <laughs> characters in that have. That's awesome. I don't know why. That's the first thing my mind jumped to when I saw the animation as I was like, this has mm-hmm. been done before. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It, it had some really great themes and I love how they included all of the guardians in this like it felt like i I feel like that's something i missed is we haven't really seen a lot of guardians since guardians 2 right um right you know we didn't really see a whole lot of them in i mean i guess we got like little glimpses in in other shows and things and we got thor love and thunder we got like we thought we were going to get a lot more exactly that's exactly what i was going to point out yeah yeah Yeah, jared like a couple days ago was like oh man i gotta watch thor love and thunder before i watch the holiday special and i was like no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, Jerry, you don't really need to watch that. It's okay. It doesn't okay. change anything. <laughs> so, but yeah, we got a lot less of the Guardians in Love and Thunder than we thought we were going to get. So 
I, I loved coming back into that like section of the MCU. And I, this actually makes me really pumped for Guardians 3, which I don't think is coming out for another year or plus, maybe. But and that's still, James like, Gunn's last probably yeah, that's his property last MCU with MCU, film. right? Yeah. So and I think he has actually said that this will be his last like his last Guardians film uh, yeah. for the MCU. So now that he's the head of DC, it's pretty unlikely that he ever makes another film for Marvel again. But I mean, he he specifically said this is the last Guardians movie that he makes. So who knows? But yeah, I think now that he's the head of DC, it would be pretty impressive for him to come and direct another Marvel feature or film or or anything like that. But that'd be maybe with these special presentations, less time commitment, you know, who knows? But yeah, I I don't know, guys. I thought this was just a charming, perfect holiday addition Hmm. to the MCU. And it's something the MCU needed, honestly. Like it's it was just fun and lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. And we've I guess you can make the the argument that phase four. I was just going to say, is this one of the best phase four products? It's is this is this a top five? Is this a top five phase four product? Yikes. Could it be a top five? Could it be top five? I don't it know probably I is five, but in it's my probably mind. Up there. It probably is. Because now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh gosh. Actually, I mean, Robin, actually, not, I have Shang-Chi is up the there. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's up there. Yeah. I think Werewolf by Night is up there. Moon Knight for me. Hawkeye. Moon Knight for you. Loki, those are, I feel like Loki Loki still, is up. Loki yeah. is a top five. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a hard, you'd have to be a real, like, Christmas would have to be your thing, I think, to be top five, sure. but it's If it's Christmas top... is your thing, Hawkeye plays on some of those things. I think if we were making a You're weird really list like and called it a, yeah, yeah, but if we were making a weird list and it was, like, top eight, I think it's top eight on most people's list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you probably have to include it in there, but I think, like, if you're just doing off of, like, the Disney Plus um, stuff, it definitely fits... Like, I think I liked Moon Knight and Loki better than it. But to me, I, I think Loki everything else, it. I think everything Werewolf else by is probably it. below it. Yeah, Werewolf by Night is above it, too. I think that was probably my favorite Disney Plus thing. Um, but man, yeah. Yeah, if you're it's, just doing Disney it's Plus, it's, there, it's definitely a top five. It's definitely top five in Disney Plus. I did. I mean, I'm sure when we finally... Mark and and Max probably did this, but they probably actually ranked all the Disney Plus stuff when they when they finished the She-Hulk finale. But that's interesting. That's an interesting suggestion. Um, And I think it has it has a place in the MCU because, you know, what other what other Hallmark like uh, features do we have? I want an actual James. I want James Gunn to do an actual Hallmark movie, like with the formula (laughs) and everything. Of like make small it town a hallmark, girl, a hallmark movie yeah. with characters that are not like superheroes. Like yeah. no, they're I, that's in what I'm the saying. MCU, an actual like, hallmark movie. Yes. Oh my gosh, I actually but love like, that idea. So, so you don't want superheroes? Because I was thinking like, because if you want to go hallmark, do you make someone fall in love with like Nebula? And then like at the end, it's like <laughs> my dad was Thanos. <laughs> there you go. Like. And that's how you, that's, that's how, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the big, Mm. like, (laughs) shock or whatever. Instead of, my dad is Santa. It's my dad was Thanos. Who, like, left 
you know, got big with this huge company in a big city and like has yeah. to go back for Christmas. <laughs> the Chitari or his yeah. own. Falls in love with, yeah. Oh yep. my gosh. <laughs> wow. James Gunn, you listen to this? This is your next, uh, this is your this next is holiday special. So if James Gunn makes one of these in the next couple of years, we know where he got the idea. Just give us a million dollars in Royal, like let, just me, let us make this yeah. movie now. Yeah. 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 We got this. Gosh, Infinity Bros Productions, we're on top of it. Any other comments that you guys want to talk about uh, the Two Guardians of the Galaxy Hawk? I have to talk about it. Okay. One, beefed out Groot was phenomenal. Boy was, was out so here weird. looking. That was huge. interesting. That Robbie made me was uncomfortable. Like, it's, it's me, but <laughs> I was tree. like, what is happening over here? <laughs> Robbie's like, He's, he looks beefier than me. I don't think I like this. He's going through a bulk stage. Goodness. Um, D, it was just DK Metcalf in a suit, you know. Um, and two, wasn't even CG. It was just DK Metcalf. <laughs> just in a DK suit. Metcalf in a costume. <laughs> and two, I cannot tell you how much I loved that Rocket got the arm. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, that I was fantastic. So that was great. Was oh like, my gosh, brilliant. Um, but that's all. That I was actually one of the moments, moments that I like. I think I audibly made a noise when that happened. Yeah. Like I laughed or, or something because. <laughs> That was fantastic. Was oh my good. gosh, when when that happened. And he he had like tears in his eyes. Yeah. Like, Thank you. He you got know, it. It's the best gift anybody's it. ever given me. Oh my gosh. So I love good. It. But no, the other only the other thing is gotta to touch on like the Yondu like and uh, uh Peter Quills, those touching moments. Like those oh, yeah. those were huge. And like you did yeah. not expect the emotional right. hits to come, but it's like he gave him that little guy to go on his dash and then like you know mm. in like guardians of the galaxy he has like a million of them so yeah my mind yeah. was like oh peter probably gives him one of those every single year yeah yeah or probably. something like that mm-hmm. so it's like oh that's that's so sweet and then i i just getting I'm, choked I'm, up talking about it right getting now choked up. i'm going back to the the, the beginning song was so freaking good. oh, oh it was gosh. phenomenal it i will was say so too freaking good i loved that they used the beginning number incredible amazing that they that they did that but they also use like two or three non-traditional christmas songs yeah in a lot of and then you know kevin bacon sings and does a number at the end like yeah amazing but kevin like Bacon's they use they use some really non-traditional christmas voice. songs which i which i really enjoy because kevin or kevin james gunn is like you know the guardians of the galaxy movies he uses these well-known 70s 80s songs uh to yeah. I mean, he, he they played perfectly into the movies, but like they could have been used as like a cheap. Uh, hey, look, we got this popular music and stuff like right. that. And I, I think they worked, so it didn't have that effect. But I'm glad that he went a different direction with like with Michael Christmas Buble movies. would have been like perfect oh, yeah, for right. this. Like exactly. they would have just brought Michael Buble in somehow as well. Um, he gets captured as well. Yeah, yeah, they just throw him in there. But and then, or he's like, an alien, alien Michael. Oh Buble. yeah. yeah. And I know you didn't really like the the Mantis and Drax like team up thing, which was it was kind of odd, but like I actually kind of loved it. I Although think the there writing was, a... was just a hair cheesy. But yeah. I th- but yeah. like that's the both of those characters. Yeah. None either of those characters have good writing because right. they're I not think, supposed to. They're supposed right. to be kind of dope. I think that's what it was really is that like these are meant to be side characters for a reason. Yeah. And when they are pushed into the spotlight together, it just it honestly just didn't work for me and sure. that's okay. Like 
I thought the special itself was was great. So I did. It did kept feeling like they like didn't realize like they forgot like they had superpowers a few times because like Mantis was like, can you throw me over the and then they jump and then yeah, yeah, the next scene they're jumping around like in the house like a crazy. person. How do we get over this like eight foot gate? Yeah, I don't understand. Or then how do we do this? When Drax is punching the robot dressed man, like that guy is dead. Like <laughs> his head yeah. should have splattered after one punch. And they just casually walk away and, yeah. you know, are taking like, pictures with people still. And <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I, I love the Cosmos in this. I don't know if we yeah. mentioned oh, that. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Right. Cosmos, great. Yeah. Actually, I should, um, I should probably have gotten that up, but like, forget who played that part like, but yeah um, she did a wonderful maria, job i just looked at it it's maria yep. baklava baklava <laughs> um who i'd never heard about before but apparently she was in yeah the neither movie. but yeah she she did great i love that i would honestly love if she had a you know future role in i didn't know, know cosmo Guardians. was a girl either i've been reading that character i did not either forever and it's always been like an old russian man voice in my head but yeah in the Guardians of the Galaxy game, it's definitely a male voice. Why so, is it always a, an old Russian man voice? It's a, <laughs> well, Cosmo's a, a Cosmo's a Russian, an actual like, yeah yeah Cosmo's an it's actual a Russian, dog like, who shot in the space. All of the like oh. they have the Soviet well, knew- Union like patches okay. and and stuff yeah. like that on the cosmonaut suit. Um, but yeah, like I in the Guardians of the Galaxy film, it's a it's a dude. So or not film, sorry the the video game. So I've always thought it was a dude too, but like, hey, I mean, it obviously doesn't change anything. So oh, whatever. Okay, so I I knew Cosmo like I knew there was an actual Russian dog that was shot into space. So apparently it is it, it was a girl dog. Her name was Laika, and so Cosmo is a girl. Canonically, hmm. I guess. there you go. I All right, know. cool. Good to know. Right. We're learning things. On the we didn't have Zane, so somebody had to. Um, somebody had to Google that us. real quick. Um, actually, so I had to. I had to pretend. Thank like I you knew it all for along. stepping into that role. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you did an, a wonderful job. You'll never replace Zane. Zane it's faster at Google than me. I know. Thumbs of thunder, yeah. and he. Thumbs yeah, <laughs> he'll be. He'll always be the one that thumbs Google's everything the fastest. But uh, but hey, quick I thought question. you did. Hold on. A quick pause. No, stop, Isaac. Quick pause. Do you type with your thumbs? No, I don't. Oh, okay. A, is that <laughs> that's a that's like but on a the phone you do, phrase, isn't it? Okay, on the phone you do. Yeah, I I was just picturing like typing like this. I've never Isaac thumb, thunder, thumb, yeah. like thumbs when, of when thunder is okay. Yeah. Okay, I've never heard anyone say thumbs of thunder. That's not a common phrase. It's probably not. I a like common you know phrase. it's you know it's something the throwback is it's in a um it's in a newsboys song in a thumbs of thunder thrive. Thrive the album. It's no, it's really? a phrase on. I'm trying to remember what song it is. That would Google make it no s- Use your thumbs. When did that thunder come out? Us that it's real. Uh, that it's like make... 2000 something. I don't People know. weren't using, weren't typing on phones at that point. Why did they have <laughs> thumbs of thunder? I don't know. I don't know. I have so many questions. That's what I always thought it meant, but maybe yeah. that was. No, I mean, that's maybe very confusing. <laughs> I'm very confused now. The fad of the land, song by Newsboys. All right. What year? This is this is so off the track of the <laughs> podcast right now. Uh, let's see. 
This two, doesn't get this does not get cut out on YouTube. Dang, right? We're keeping all of this. Yeah, the only people that were doing that were like had blackberries. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the line. Okay, get your pager on because you know my number. I'm a wireless mm. wonder. Got thumbs of thunder. Get your there. It pager is. It's a pager. Is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's Man. brilliant. That's, that's amazing. Wonderful. I bet you Scott Higa still has a pager. Two thousand two. That age, like they nailed it though. <laughs> Because now yeah. Thumbs of Thunder is like a... Yeah, that a actually thing. makes sense. So you it's should, a real phrase. I didn't you make should, that up. You should say that all the time. Like, make that a thing. <laughs> Seems got Thumbs of Thunder. Now, we should do... that's what we call him now. Thumbs of Thunder. Oh, dude, I'm way ahead of you. I already changed his name in the <laughs> 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 I already changed his name in the group chat. We oh, need... Okay. I love you, This dear. is just, just for the podcast. This is probably for YouTube and the podcast. Max can edit this out. But we need, like, a five-minute, in every single episode, Thumbs of Thunder, where we prove something wrong. <laughs> like thumbs an um like instead of in, yeah instead of um actually it's that could be our fact checking segment. Se- yeah. segment at the end of the podcast when yeah, zane yeah. goes through it's Googles time everything that for said thumbs and... of thunder <laughs> oh my gosh i okay absolutely yeah love that that was ridiculous right. off on. the rails <laughs> off the rails here we are it would be in uh, an episode of the infinity rose podcast without us going on the rails at least once or twice so so there we are we we checked one box and we're going to move on to another box. And that yeah. box is Andor. Well, we already gave a spoiler warning, so I'm not going to do that again. But let's talk about Andor, which is the Star Wars show debuted on Disney Plus this year. Um, just finished up the finale last Wednesday. Um, and holy moly, guys, this is the show in 2022 that nobody expected to do as well as it has and for for whatever you know however you hold this show um if you thought it was the best show ever if you didn't really like it so much you kind of have to admit that this really was an incredible like it was an incredible addition to the star wars universe because of many things that we've talked about on the infinity bros podcast previously mark and i specifically talked about how this doesn't really feel like a star Wars show, honestly, mm-hmm. like you watch those mm-hmm. first probably six episodes and there are not that many star Wars elements in it really. Like they're they're Obviously the main theme is the formation of the rebellion, but beyond that, can I, this can is... I talk about this real quick actually? Because oh, this absolutely. Is like, Go for it. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but this is like a dialogue that people are having like crazy right now. So the big thing is there's this guy called star Wars theory or whatever. Um, who is like a a, a Jay Stubbs type for Star Wars stuff? You know, one of the big. Oh no! Is this, and... is this the bricks and screws guy? Yeah, <laughs> it's the bricks and so, screws. So guy. he's like losing his <laughs> mind over how yeah. like this doesn't count as Star Wars because they have bricks and screws. Um, <laughs> which by uh, the it way, took him it took him out of like watching yeah. it. I I dove into this earlier today because I was confused oh about it. It's it is fascinating listening to his reasoning behind all of that. But like, I mean, like. Dog, this is the dumbest argument you can possibly have. It is like there are obviously gigantic buildings made of like common building materials throughout every aspect of Star Wars. Like, yeah, the fact that this guy is getting so hung up on bricks and screws and obviously bricks kind of like was a theme because they in Andor, the dead people, they get like made into they get like, you know, ground into these bricks. Basically, they're they're ashes. And like he was that was the thing I think that started everything was like 
they have bricks in star wars like oh this is the dumbest thing ever they literally made up this brick thing so they could do this like you know death ceremony thing and it's like yeah bro, like, that's what how the, shows work what like, the heck do you right. think literally every building in every star wars show is made out of right yeah. What do you think, dude? Like, I, I don't understand how this was the th- this out of all things you could have taken from the show. This is what you got hung up on. You're mad about. This. And I, I think the main theme that he's getting at is that, like, it took him out of the fantastical element that is Star Wars. But like, that's what makes the show good is yeah. that it does not rely on Star Wars elements to make it good. And. Say what you will about Obi-Wan. I loved it. It's fantastic. But they leaned hard on Star Wars fan service to make right. that show work. And it's and I absolutely and loved works. that. I yeah. loved it because of that. But then but, there's examples where that doesn't work, like Boba Fett. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. You can fail so miserably at that, too. What Andor did is they took out that element and they made a good show without. And sure, there are obviously so many star wars references and easter eggs that you can obviously tell this is a part of the star wars universe it's not like they completely you know went off canon and ridiculous on their own type stuff but they are not relying on that to make it a good show it's a good show standing on its own and i told max this because he initially was going to be on this episode for the guardians holiday special uh but i think this is going to appeal to people who are not that into Star Wars. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be a really good launching off point for somebody who's like, yeah, sure, sci-fi is not really my thing, but like I'm willing to give it a go. Um, I think this is going to be a great entry point. And that's where I kind of want to start this conversation because, Robbie, I know you've been vocal on our podcast that you are not the hugest Star Wars guy in the world. You you enjoy it. You still consume, yeah. you know, everything that is has been coming out. So what are your thoughts on this show? I don't, I don't think we've had you on for any of the previous like and or review episodes. So why don't you just give us a, a general like how how do you think this show went? What was your appeal level to it? Um, I really enjoyed it. I think there is there was some difficulty to follow some of the storylines because this wasn't like just one story, obviously, like you had everything going on with Cassie and you had everything going on with like the Empire and what they're looking for. You had everything going on with um, uh, uh, the gosh, the, the lady's name. I'm terrible with the names. Val. The, the, the which, very which the rich, lady? the rich lady that like, oh, Mon Mothma. Yeah. Yeah, with like her storyline was probably the one where I was like, I was least interested in that one, mm-hmm. even though it did right. have like major implications. But that's where it kind of simmered down for me a little bit. It was like, I'm, I have these storylines I'm really interested in. And then there's some storylines I'm like, meh about. And then I also didn't know how long the series was because I honestly, because all these other Disney Plus shows have been like six episodes, I kept thinking um after the first couple episodes where they're like we need to go rob this whatever place like that was going to be the end of the season and i was like oh that was pretty cool and i was like oh they're still going oh they're still going oh (laughs) that's actually mark actually said that a while back he was like he said he stopped watching after episode six because he thought yeah that was it he thought that was the end of the season Right. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, because I thought that was the end of the season. And then I thought when they got out of that prison, that I, that was going to be the end of the season. So I was like, they kept like going. <laughs> and I was like, this is just 
like kept surprising me and i was like i'm not mad about it but it's like i just don't know when this ends and where are we and, going with this right and like yeah. uh shout out to to J buck J buck you can follow him on twitter mm. and tiktok and youtube and all those things good friend of the infinity good, Bros podcast. good friend of the infinity Bros. but he said this that if you cut this up into like three or four like sessions of watching like like you you watch it in like stages like a movie almost like a three-part movie like you watch the first like four or five episodes that are like them going to that refinery and getting like mm-hmm. the fat the stacks heist. or whatever yeah, yeah the right. heist you watch that and then you watch the next part and then you watch the end part like mm-hmm. that's the best way to probably view Andor mm-hmm. because they, they do a lot in one season so um yeah. i really enjoyed it um I gave it a 5.5 out of 6 just because of those storylines that I'm just kind of like meh on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's so much good going on with it. And like the writing and the acting is so freaking good. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, loved it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. I And I I absolutely love this show. Um, for those of you guys who have listened to our previous and or reviews, you know that Mark and I were 100% all in on this show. I don't expect everybody to absolutely love this show because... I mean, number one, everybody's entitled to their opinion. So, like, you do you. Like, no. if you don't like it, that's fine. No worries. Number two, I think there are some things about this show that would make it hard to watch. Number one is those first four, five episodes are a slow burn. And that's where I heard the most people say, Yeah, I'm not into this. I haven't even watched past that because these episodes are so slow moving. And I think they were. Number one. And number two, I think, honestly, you sometimes need to get past that slow burn to get a good payoff, because that was a problem with these Marvel shows is that we didn't have any like the payoff and all of them was not great because we didn't really have a whole lot of buildup to episode six. And every single time I was like, how are they going to? finish the season in right. a satisfying way and most of the time they didn't really nail it like it wasn't they like they left something to be desired and i think that was something that andor did really well but again those first few episodes were they were slow burn for sure so uh jared what were your thoughts on on andor kind of in, in a general sense yeah i i really really enjoyed this rogue one to me is like peak star wars and I love, love like Rogue One. anything mm-hmm. Star Wars, I eat it up. And so I was excited for this and I think it paid off. I'll still give it like a five out of six. I think there was a lot of things that just didn't finish off well for me. I think as a whole, it did a lot to talk about like sort of the underground and the more military like rebellion style of, of like Star Wars, which I think a lot of people, that's what they're drawn to is sort of the cool like political and and guerrilla warfare aspect of it, which Rogue One did phenomenally. Andor, to me, struggled a little bit to land the plane at the end. And and like you said, there were parts that were slow burns and whatnot, but there was a lot of things that didn't resolve well. Like the, I can't swim, right? Like, I'm like, this dude would at least try. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. somebody would have lifted him up. And then everything that happened with Bix was so gut-wrenchingly terrible. Like, I felt sick after they showed her, like, listening to those kids dying. And -hmm. they don't really resolve that. Like, Mm -hmm. you feel so uncomfortable at the end. And you're supposed to be okay with, like, ah, she gets saved by her friends. But I'm like, 
Nah, she's traumatized forever. And like, maybe that's mm. a season two thing that they deal with. But yeah. to me, yeah. every time she was on screen after that, I just felt like uncomfortable for her. And I'm like, man, like she doesn't get an ending that's satisfying. Yeah, I don't, I don't think her story is over. Cause yeah, that, I agree. you're right. You're right. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't come back to that, it is like, a, right. Hey, uh, she needs help guys. <laughs> yeah. And obviously like that. So they, what's her face? Uh, Cinta ended up shanking that doctor. So the doctor that was doing all that stuff is currently dead. But you got to imagine that they take that technique and they're continue to use that like the Empire. And that's got to be a theme in season two um, throughout, because I think you guys are hit the nail on the head. Like there's got to be more to that storyline. I think that's the goal, Jared, was they wanted you to feel uncomfortable. And that's why they kind of hid what she heard for so long in the show you know like they didn't really give us a whole lot of indicate like that's what i was wondering when that all went down i was like well, what the heck did she hear like wh- i yeah. want to know what messed her up that bad that she is like physically unable to even function like she right. cannot do anything herself like she is completely incapacitated until cassian comes along and and you know uh helps her out but that's got to be a theme in, in season two for sure. And I think you guys are right. There's so many storylines that are interwoven that it was a little bit hard to keep track of all of them and be invested in all of them for right. sure. Because I agree, Robbie, that Mon Mothma um, storyline is probably my least favorite. That one's not my least favorite. My least favorite is the, the one where they made the one chick and the, the empire guy and the empire chick, like, have like a relationship where he's like obsessed with her. Oh, or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I want to yeah. talk about this. <laughs> we'll That's talk the... about this. Yeah. I... Yeah. Cyril go... Karn, baby, the the Star Wars stalker. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, like that, like, and I don't know any like besides what the show shows, but like the fact that that's even a storyline. And they keep going with it. I'm just like, what the what the hell is this? I don't give that's a crap at all about this. That's another thing that's got to be something in season two. I there has to be more to that story because it feels like the most forced thing ever. It's like yeah. this this show is great. And like the the what what did we get? Twelve episodes? Like twelve episodes? They're all great. But you could have cut out like these thirty minutes of this entire storyline, and I would not have noticed, and nothing would have changed. So I had well, this. We'll I had this theory. I had this headcanon. That, like, this was just a dude who was really committed to his job. And I thought that, like, through this process, he would learn that, like, the Empire wasn't this shiny golden thing that he thought he was. And maybe mm-hmm. the world wasn't black and white and Cassian Andor wasn't really a bad guy. And I thought mm-hmm. he would end up being, like, a rebel or something in the end. No. And then they just made him, like, creepier and creepier. That's what yeah. Mark said, too. And I was like, this is the biggest Empire lapdog I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. Like, this guy literally is begging to join See, and the that's ISB. why I thought it would be interesting to flip it on its head, but instead they're just like, so nah, he's funny, a pervert. Right? Like he's just a pervert. <laughs> right. Okay, so number one, that the confrontation that he, and this is not the finale. This is probably sure. I don't know, episode ten or something when he confronts uh, Deidre in oh yeah the ISB like headquarters city yeah. or whatever. Yep, that was the creepiest moment of that show. And that was absolutely intentional. Like they want it to be creepy for what reason? I have no clue yet, but they are doing a great job 
of making this guy be just the nastiest, scummiest dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> on the face of the Star Wars like universe. Like, I think I think this guy might be my most hated character in all of Star Wars at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm absolutely invested to see what happens to him in season two. So Jar Jar Binks is thrilled right now that someone <laughs> yeah. Jar Jar Binks is like <laughs> It's like, like oh, we gotta get the person out of their mouth. Let's just get a just throw in a pervert. Like, oh my god, they'll gosh. forget all about it. But that was bone chilling. That little stalker confrontation that he has with oh, Deidre, yeah. and obviously that's not a pleasant thing that you want to see in Star Wars. But I actually am interested in this storyline. Was it my favorite? No, definitely not. But I'm interested to see where this goes. So. <laughs> It's funny you say that. Do not care at all. (laughs) The Mon Mothma stuff I do get because that kind of brought me back to Attack of the Clones. Like there was so much politics, Star Mm. Wars politics in that in that movie that made a lot of people and including myself think it was probably the most boring Star Wars movie out of the nine, you know, major movies i had to rewatch that as an adult to realize that that movie was really boring because all i remember as a kid <laughs> was the last 30 minutes which are exhilarating right yeah yes, like the, the, arena the, fights, the lightsaber yeah. fights the arena, the arena fights, fights yeah, and then like, they're flying in those spaceships parts. and like but yeah, the rest of the whole movie Yoda is literally just politics they're talking politics the yeah, whole it's time terrible <laughs> but that kind of reminded me of that like there's a whole lot of underground politics going on in this show I love this for two reasons. One, I think anyone with the last name Skarsgård belongs on a screen. Oh, like yeah, their family absolutely. is just oozing talent. Are they related? Yeah. I assume so, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I, there's like yeah. a family. And and the other thing is like I've always thought about this is how how does the emperor not just crush the entire Senate at the point in which he takes over? Like that always was in the back of my mind is like yeah. why does he allow these people to speak opposition against him? I think what really drived it drove it home was the manifesto that he listens to at the very end where he talks about like oppression isn't a natural thing. Tyranny requires effort. And I think mm-hmm. all of the political stuff kind of ties into that where like the emperor obviously is like immensely powerful and has all these vast resources at his hand. But if he goes too hard too fast, he breaks and pushes the rebellion even further. And so her push and pull of like maintaining the rebellion without being found out for what she is, I think was more interesting to me even than a lot of these other storylines. So like, yeah, that's one of the few parts that actually did really resonate with me. And I think that that probably speaks more to you and I, and probably Zane and Mark are in that category as well. Being the Uber nerd star Wars dudes that love pouring over the star Wars encyclopedias that I mentioned in <laughs> yeah, a couple exactly, episodes yeah. ago, like we're like those guys that are like, Oh my gosh, like all this background star Wars information is so cool. And everybody else is kind of like, Oh, that's kind of weird. And I don't really like that very much, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I was invested in that for that very reason as well, but I can definitely see where that was kind of the more dull one of the more dull storylines in this. Have but. you guys? Okay, this is a this is an internet meme thing now. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Glup Shitto? This whole thing. I okay, you remember hearing about that? No. But. Okay, so the big thing was like people who had never seen Star Wars before during the time where like Mandalorian was at peak. They talked about like how weird it was seeing people go nuts over these characters that they don't know about, and the joke was like people would get excited when Glup Shitto was on screen, and it was just like these made up 
Star Wars characters and be like, oh yeah, <laughs> I loved him in like issue whatever, whatever of the Star Wars comics. I have never resonated so much with oh my something gosh. in my life. Like when Black Crimson was on screen, oh my gosh. I lost uh, my yeah, mind. And like, that's just a, a throwaway character from one yeah. comic run, you know? <laughs> but like, that's to me that's star wars it's just like Jarrett a super dumb deep lore. freak out if they made like a, a dr afra show like you have Jarrett no idea absolutely lose his mind he i would be. sell i no I, I i kid you not i would sell my car and go fly to the premiere of this tv series <laughs> i would i would stay car. at the hotel outside of wherever they were premiering this tv show Jared, and i would without a car you're not getting anywhere any fat. it's like 800 miles i got two airport it's for fine, you yeah. <laughs> James will carry me. It'll be great. <laughs> James got you. It's all good. But that's the Star Wars that I love. Like, I'm so yeah. invested in this franchise. Yeah. And that's where I think this show did a fantastic job of interweaving their non-reliance on Star Wars within the Star Wars universe. Is it within the Star Wars universe? And it's, it's not essential, really, to the Star Wars universe. But you can't really separate the star yeah. wars universe from this was show was the was the word jedi brought up ever in this series? to be honest i don't think it was i don't remember Probably not, being no. brought up that's, that's actually a fascinating observation i love that that's the force a... i don't think they talked about the force either. they didn't talk about the force yeah. there's nothing right. like classic wow. star wars mm-hmm. brought up in andor right. it's kind of cool and i think that's why a lot of people don't like it because it sure. didn't play on a lot of those things that people are all about you know, and yeah, and I understand. But that. I think That's, there, I think there is yeah. a there is a weird disconnect between people that really liked Rogue One and people that really didn't like Rogue One. For whatever mm. reason, there are people out there that didn't like Rogue One, and they are, you know, they're loud and obnoxious. And those same people are the same people that are loud and obnoxious wait, wait, Star Wars Andor. fans, wait, yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Wars Star fans, Wars fans. No. no, Star Wars fans. <laughs> yep, wow. we're like, the worst. It's just, it's, Honestly, we're just like. Can we talk about toxic fandoms? It's got to be like we're way up there. I for mean, sure. Star Wars is definitely number one, but the MCU is fast becoming the MCU is growing quickly. You mean that MCU? MCU. Oh boy, <laughs> their woke agenda. The MCU is growing quickly when you can't criticize the movies without getting attacked. Like not even oh. criticizing, like us giving like Black Panther to like a five was consi- is considered like blasphemy yeah. yeah it's like yeah that's yeah. controversial well we gave it like a 4.2 but it's like it's guys it's it's not that great like it's okay but it's not great it yeah well there it's... you go it's a, it's a 4.2 in my book don't do this to me Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so okay to run back to this is me being the zane well actually this is yeah please a, oh, thumbs of thunder segment right here yeah, thumbs uh, of thunder. still here in, we go. still in scars guard okay. yep. appears in andor is the father of eight children, four of whom are actors, one of whom is Bill, right. who is in it. I'm assuming, and th- it says that four of them are actors. So I'm assuming they're the other uh, scar guards that are intermingled throughout our, our whole media consumption. Uh, so here we go. Alexander, Gustav, Sam, Bill, Aisha, and, and Walter. Walter. Born nineteen, his last kid was born in nineteen ninety five. This is some dope names. Dang, he's Swedish, so yeah, Swedish right. names. Stellan Skarsgård. I want to be a Skarsgård. For real. Can I? Okay, can I thumbs of thunder real quick? 
because this Thumbs this Thunder. actually bothered me. So I watched Rogue One with my students as like a fun like you know there's nothing to do the week of Thanksgiving, so we just watched a movie. And there's a point where they're in the jail cell. So they were captured by Sagarero's forces, and they're in the jail cell. And they're talking about the prison. And he goes, relax, Captain. We've been in worse cages than this one. And Cassian says, this is the first time for me. Or he says, like, this is the first for me. And I'm like... You, you mentioned that, yeah. Dog, your whole prison sequence was like... <laughs> the central like, <laughs> part of the series that's the reason you decided yeah, to he's, join he's just the casually Rebel like, alliance yeah i've never been to prison <laughs> like what definitely just yeah he's i don't it, know if it, he's he pretending to be it. undercover but that that one like throwaway line bothered me so much because i'm like you watch people dot like that right. was traumatic for me to watch this secondhand and you're like and <laughs> never been to prison <laughs> that's obviously that's got to be that nobody expected an Andor show to be created. Sure, probably not even Diego Luna or any of the writers of the show. Right, honestly, is there any other medium that has Cassian Andor in it? No, he was created. He was created for Rogue One, wasn't he? I yeah, thought he was. He is an original Rogue character, Rogue One. I guarantee. He's oh, really? Been okay. Stuff after then, in comics. Yeah, sure. But I'm there sure was no like no, he wasn't no, in any of the comics. books like before Rogue One. No. No, not the, really? to my knowledge, but no, I'm not like Mark is the one that actually reads Star Wars novels and stuff. So he'd probably okay. be the, the guy to thumbs of thunder us on that one. But that, yeah. that's a really weird thing to say. Thumbs of thunder. us. <laughs> please don't say it in that way. That sounds weird. Uh, you know, counterpoint. Right, well, we got counterpoint. Though, please do. Um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, us. I, the um actually is just as good as the name as Mark's going to thumbs, thumbs of thunder, of thunder so. us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were the one that made made it weird, so mm, it's go. Mark though, so it's already weird. <laughs> Mark. He's just listening to this, just pumping fists just in the air, giggling, right now. yeah, just giggling, <laughs> yes, doing his little evil his, Power his, Ranger villain yeah. laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, to that effect, I absolutely loved Andor. I gave this show a six out of six. That didn't change from my last, uh, I think, review of when Mark and I reviewed it back in episode nine or ten, maybe. I thought they did a fantastic job. I think there were definitely things. This is not a, a perfect show by any means. There were definitely some things that they could have done better. But wow, this this might make my top three TV shows of 2022. It's great. It's great it's, Star Wars. It's fantastic. It's it's way better than I thought it was going to be. I, I This was not on my radar for even my top six sure. TV shows of 2022 because we for those of you guys who don't know the infinity rose podcast we do an award ceremony at the end of the year we do our pick our stan lees and our main categories are our top movies of 2022 top tv shows of 2022 and so we pick and rank our top six of each category and i was like not expecting andor to be on that list or close at all but here we are It totally surprised me and a lot of people. And they even Star Wars and Disney are confident in this show because they aired this on actual TV as well, which they have not done for any of the. Yeah, they aired it on several of uh, ABC and several of their other network channels. I feel like this show like this is I was kind of thinking about this. This show, I feel like, has a chance to be I could be a totally off base, but like a Stargate SGU or whatever, however you say, like. There's people out there that just like sci-fi just for sci-fi because they like sci-fi. Like Andor fits yeah. just 
this is just sci-fi. Like yeah, people yeah. like yeah, this it. Is... It's espionage, and it's like right. It's yeah. people really like this stuff, and it doesn't have to be like Jedi's and like good guys always win because like it's kind of a gray area. Like they're kind of in a gray area, and or right. like Cassian Andor is in a it's kind of more area like a little bit general sci-fi Star Wars than yeah. than actual Star Wars is. Which I want to get a I want to get a read of the room and like a temperature feel for you because I feel like everybody talked about Mandalorian. Everybody talked about the beginning of Boba Fett and then quickly petered off. But like, is the average person, not somebody who's really deep into like pop culture or watching Disney stuff like we are, are they talking about this? Because to my knowledge, like if you're not super into this stuff, I have not heard people talking about Andor and I feel like they should be. Mm -hmm. I think they are not number one because you kind of do have to have a general understanding of Star sure. Wars to have to, to have a little bit probably of enjoy this show. Yeah. I will say, though, that filmmaking wise, this show is also fantastic. And I think that dessert like this potentially could be one of those shows that, you know, gets nominated for what's the TV show one Emmys. Is that is that yeah, Golden is Globe or is it Emmys? I think it's Emmys. I don't, I don't remember. I what have the no TV idea. It one is, but I don't care about. This it. is one of those like underrated ones that is probably going to get nominated for a few things. It's probably sure. not going to win a whole bunch, but like generally, Star Wars, Marvel stuff doesn't really do that because it's just catering to popular media. Yeah. It's not. It's not necessarily at the top of the filmmaking, cinematography. Okay, you know, like slight class. counterpoint to that. Mandalorian <laughs> I was like Mandalorian was fantastic. The most that did groundbreaking. Win a bunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that did win a bunch of awards as it should have because they and they are using innovative like technology to right. to do a lot of their filmmaking, which I'm assuming they've probably used for Andor think, and for all of their Disney Plus shows, but I think the disadvantage that something like Andor has is that the Mandalorian has uh, it, it, even though it's not Boba Fett, people know what Boba Fett looks like. So you slap that on something and people are instantly interested. And then and you Baby throw in, yeah. yeah, well then you True. throw in Baby Yoda and it's like, oh, this is, this sells itself. Like it's not even hard. Like yeah. Book of Boba Fett sells itself, even though it's trash. Garbage TV. It sells itself because <laughs> yeah. people know who it is. Kenobi yeah. sells itself because it's freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's you and, and McGregor, Darth Vader. Right? Yeah, it's like, it's you, yeah. yeah. And this is Andor and Cassian Andor, and you're just like, that's just a guy. And there's right. not that's like a, a funny, a yeah, like yeah. there's not a there's not a funny, cute character besides like well, a little it, robot yeah. guy. And it already came in at a disadvantage because most Star Wars fans were also like, why do we need this show? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that was kind of our vibe before this all went down. Like, why right. why is the show necessary? Should I even be interested or invest in this show? Right. And so I think that's the reason why. It went under under the radar, and I think it will start gaining traction, especially when those like award seasons start popping up, and people are going to look back at it and be like, "Oh, maybe I should go check it out." Um, and I think it will become it'll become a, a like a Star Wars cult classic. Like if if you're in the Star Wars in the Star Wars know, and you'll yeah. know about Andor, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, like that, yeah, that was fantastic." Yeah, I think it won't hit like the general public. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll really get that big that it will become a household show that everybody knows about. Right. You know, like, unfortunately, it, it came in 
already at a disadvantage. So it, it probably won't be enough to overcome that. Well, guys, I did want to do one more thing before we close out this show. And that is now that we've got four live action Disney plus Star Wars shows, I wanted to have us rank them in a top five. We're going in three, 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 it's actually top four because there's only four shows, but <laughs> you know, it goes great with the bumper if I say top five. So top right. five is our water cooler discussion that uh, we usually have a list to rank and that we haven't done for a really, really long time. So I'm actually kind of glad that we're getting into one. Today. I miss the old episodes. I know. Hotter snot and hotter top snot. Five. Those are the good old there's days. Just We've been, a top five. There's been so much episode. content coming out that we don't even have time to Bro, do. We had four major tv shows going on at the same time this right. summer like so much content that we've had to cover i have a i have a little bits i want to talk about before the end but oh yeah we'll, we'll circle back a bit, to that. A little bits. we'll circle back circle back anyways top five or four we're gonna rate our <laughs> disney plus uh uh-huh. star wars shows so we've got mandalorian we've got book of boba fett obi-wan and we've got andor now so i'd say let's just go ahead and rank them all right at the same time so Jarrett, why don't you go so everyone ahead talk and over everyone and go the same everybody right now yeah. right. so go. just go just give all four at the same time yeah i feel like i feel like our lists are going to be very similar besides maybe the one and two i feel like we're going to have maybe so slightly. okay probably number four to nobody's surprise, is Book of Boba Fett. I think that's going to be the Shocked. general consensus. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, number three. Dang, I feel like these two are so close. I think I think it's got to be Andor. I think it. Ooh. I, I think Kenobi okay. just slightly edges it out, not by much though. Um, and then number one is obviously Mandalorian. I think it just did too too much too well. Gotcha. Robbie, are you a sitting? Uh, Boba Fett's last because it's terrible. Um, <laughs> Kenobi is three for me, and, and that one's even just thinking back on it, like there's there's the amazing fight with Darth Vader and Co- Kenobi that like is amazing, but the rest of it's kind of like eh, like young Princess Leia running through the forest with the terrible robbers that like oh, get stopped by trees. There some, there yeah, you're right. Like, like, <laughs> like there's so much, there's so much bad in that show. Yeah. You're just like, Oh guys, you could have just made this two episodes and like everyone would have been happy. Like that should have been like a holiday special. Yeah. Make this, make this an hour long <laughs> holiday and like, special. let's move on. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is Andor. Obviously, we've been talking about it. It's a great show. Um, and Mandalorian gets the edge because I think without Mandalorian, I don't think we get any of these other shows. I think Mandalorian right. kind of set the precedent that precedent that we like Star Wars is a wanted commodity, not just the movies like we will, people want to know about like the entire Star Wars universe. And Mandalorian did that and is still doing that to the, you know, the best uh, capacity out of all these Star Wars mediums. Yeah, I I think uh, you definitely got a good point there. And my list, number four, Book of Boba Fett. Nobody's surprised. Amazing. I think there were some good things that they did, but holy moly, that was a directorial jumble. Like, they just, I don't know. They didn't know where they were going with it, and that really, really hurt it. No, that just um, sucked. 
some some good things, but mostly not <laughs> good things. Uh, my number three is also Obi Wan Kenobi, Robbie. Um, I I gave it a six out of six, and I absolutely love it. Like Ewan McGregor is my favorite Star Wars actor slash character of all time. Absolutely adore uh, Obi Wan, but I think you're right. They they definitely had some elements that didn't really uh, fit that show very well and the story itself it kind of just felt like did we need this and the only the only reason i say yes we needed it because ewan mcgregor was willing to do it mm-hmm. because i was like i want everything that i can get of that guy so and i absolutely loved it not super crazy about a lot of the directions they took my number two is actually mandalorian i Absolutely loved it. Again, six out of six. Mm-hmm. And two and one are the toughest for me. I think I think Obi-Wan's definitely below um, both Mandalorian and Andor. To me, I might I might honestly just be on a, an Andor high right now. Like, I'm so pumped from this show being so much better than I expected it to be that I'm conflating it more than mm-hmm. it probably should be. But I just was so enthralled and enamored by Andor and and all the things that it did that I was not expecting. I was not I didn't know anything about the show coming into it, didn't really care that much. And it somehow made me think that it's the best Star Wars live action TV show that we've gotten so far. So Isaac, it did it did some things right. Because you are the human version of a golden retriever and have these sad, sweet puppy dog eyes. And like, if, if Max had said what you just said to me, <laughs> we would be tearing him apart, but because it's you, you, you get a That's pass, fine. but it, I actually am very, I'm very interested to see where Mark's list would be because he held Andor in a very high regard as well. When I was, when I was chatting with him. So I'll, we'll have to, we'll okay. have to, Marcus is always list. it's always tough okay. to think Mark is hard to try to get him ma- you, yeah, can't, Mark's you can't pin him down tough. you can't pin him down and you, Mark, you think okay. one thing but I feel like that's also the, that's also direction. the same with Max too you might think sure. you know what Max is gonna true, say and true. then he'll just that's go the true. complete opposite way but at least like, you know that he's going one way or the other like oh with yeah Max, it's yeah. like he's all in or he hates it oh yeah like there's there's no there are very few threes in for Max like yeah. There's almost no threes. And if it is a three, it's really a, like a one because of how he talks about it. <laughs> yeah, right. And then there's Mark. Can't who, wait for him to edit this. Who, yeah. <laughs> Mark, who has watched every single movie under the sun, who All gives like the the mid middle of the road movies, fives and sixes. And then the fantastic movies that everybody loves. He's like, eh, that was a 3.5. And we're all like, yeah, what? Makes sense. This yeah. dude what? was about to hunt down the creators of Rings of Power because he wanted to punch some hobbits. Like, <laughs> Mark is so chaotic about them. Yeah. He, he is chaos, dude. It's it's wild. That show was okay. that was show was a slow burn that paid off immensely. That was oh that gosh. was a slow burn as well for real, absolutely. But yeah, just, man, just I, at this point, Mandalorian was fantastic. I I will say, I think there were you guys are still hung up on the spider episode. 
dude, there was there's filler stuff yes. in the show. Like that, still that just, hung up that's on one filler episode. <laughs> there's filler stuff in the show, and I still like that episode. I'm not I'm not saying it was a terrible episode, but and you're the guy that loves Clone Wars, and you're mad at one filler episode in Mandalorian. Oh, Clone Wars is a mess, dude. I absolutely love Clone like, Wars. Like you can't even watch Clone Wars straight without. Dude, I give like, Mandalorian a six out of six. I'm just saying, like, Andor. You just currently <laughs> has my has my attention. And when Mandalorian season three comes out, it'll probably change your mind. Yeah, to, it'll probably uh, switch yeah. back to Mandalorian. You're going to realize you were wrong and you're going to look back. On this <laughs> no, and then and Andor season yeah. two will come out and I'll switch back to Andor. Again. And Ahsoka like, are, will come out like we're going to have ne- a oh, tough. Oh, we're going to have a tough five list. True, true. But except for number five. Boba Fett will always be last. Yeah, always yeah. Be we'll always <laughs> at agree. At the bottom on of our hearts, <laughs> Mandalorian and Andor are neck and neck for me. Like they're so close. Like I absolutely yeah. love them both. So Isaac is a as puppy right dog, now. right? Like one person yeah. walks into the room and they're like, "Ah, oh, he's my favorite," and wags his little tail. And then <laughs> another wrong. person walks into the room and he's like, "Ah, oh, that's You're not my wrong. favorite." You're not wrong. <laughs> Every time, so I sometimes I'll like just for kicks and giggles go listen to some of our old episodes of the Infinity Bros podcast. I, f- I feel like every major movie that comes out, I rank so high. Yeah. And then yeah. I like and then I like go back and I'm like, gosh, I don't that movie wasn't that good. I think that's part but, of like, like actually becoming a serious like film reviewer is being like, yeah, true. OK, I have to come down from this high. Look at this realistically. <laughs> yeah. Is this, this actually this that critically? Because we give out a lot of fives and a lot of like. Five and a halves for yeah, a lot of sixes, are arguably honestly. I feel like we give out a lot of sixes. We are very positive. Positive. Maybe we should just be Rose Podcast. We should go the other way, get everything twos. <laughs> just be angry Star Wars fans. <laughs> I love yeah. it. If it's hey, not what, perfect, it's a two. That's what's that's hey, what's here's the thing. things that, trend on Twitter these right, days. So you that know? guy that guy bringing up bricks that guy and screws on Twitter. He's trending right now. He That's made true. Robbie search yeah, him you know on the internet, yeah. even yeah. though he had no idea <laughs> hey, who he point. was beforehand. Found that guy on Reddit. Didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> Never heard of that there guy before. Go. Do we there just go, go full like attack of the fandom and just like women in Star Wars? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, we need to attack the MCU, even though that's go. what we're based off of. We should just <laughs> yeah. attack the MCU. MCU. <laughs> Please say it right. That's dangerous. Not, not my dangerous Captain America. Not my Captain. Oh boy. Jeez. I, it felt oh, wrong gosh. saying it. My skin is crushing. <laughs> Jared's grossed out. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Guys, just to clarify. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. Oh, joke. Cancelled on the internet. <laughs> well, guys, this will be on it YouTube. Has been, it has been a wonderful episode. Make sure you go. Hey, to hold the on. YouTube stop. And... We gotta do this little whoa, bit. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh. Stop. It's little bit. Okay. I okay. This hurts to talk about because this is not a happy little bits. This is a sad little bits. Oh, this is a little bit of sadness. Okay, little bits. Ending on a on a negative note. I don't like that. So we gotta talk about it because it's important, and we're all like, okay. Once I talk about it, you'll be like, okay, I understand. You should talk about it then. Jason David Frank. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Passed away, and Mm, like this is. I got to say, out of all the celebrities, this is probably the one that hit me the hardest because, like, I may not be as big of a, a Power Rangers fan as Max and Mark, but, like, I watched the hell out of that series. Yeah. So the Little Bits was, and I think it's based off of a commercial that he volunteered to do for a comic run called Shattered Grid. And oh, yep. if you know nothing about this, basically, 
there's an alternate version of the green and white ranger from Power Rangers who mm-hmm. becomes the villain and takes over all these other dimensions. The, Lord the Dracon, called, right? Yeah. The series is called Shattered Grid, and it was immensely popular, probably one of Boom's like top-selling comic series. And he did this live-action trailer. And I cannot pin down like the source of this rumor or what happened, but there is a rumor that um, had things not come to pass the way they'd had last week, have we not lost Jason David Frank, that we would have had a live action um, Shattered Grid movie um, in the end run with the recent, what was it, 2017 uh, Power Rangers, which mm. would have brought together as much of the original cast as, as possible, obviously. Um, uh, I can't think of the actress's name, the Yellow Ranger. Um, played Trina. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name either. She also passed away. Anyways, obviously like we want to talk about how how much of our childhood this guy was and like just honestly if you watch videos back just the most genuine dude like talk about somebody who is excited for their franchise and love the fans like he was it 110 percent. and so um obviously like condolences to anybody this affects which for for a lot of us is like this one hit really home but man it's honestly like support your heroes talk to the people around you who are struggling and man what a killer that we couldn't get this that that we weren't able to give him that you know and yeah that's the little bit if you want to see him in that persona i believe bat in the sun did make a fighting episode where he becomes lord dracon and he fights is it ryu yeah gosh who is or is it scorpion He, he fights somebody check out bat in the sun they they worked with him a lot actually and made a lot of like like white ranger versus episodes and he so did are, he did the really the YouTube promo for Shattered Grid, so check that out as well. And honestly, like, go check out all of the other Power Rangers casts on on Twitter because they're like it's just been the most heartfelt outpouring of like love and sincere appreciation for him um, yeah. from his fellow co stars and fans as well. So like, man, there's a community out there who's mourning with you. And guys, if you're like, please reach out to the people that you love, and if you're hurting obviously talk to somebody about that. Like you were valuable mm-hmm. and you know, this was honestly a stranger to all of us, but still impacted us in such a way. So like there are people who are connected to you that you don't even know how much you mean to them. So um, yeah, if you're in this place right now and you're hurting, like reach out to people around you and make sure you talk to your friends about this stuff. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. not to bring us down, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heartbreaking stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, please reach out to people around you. And if you feel like you don't have anybody to reach out to, I mean, we are here and we have a discord that you can hang out with us in. You can message us, you know, separately on discord or in email us at infinity rose podcast at gmail.com. We'd absolutely love to connect with you and connect you with our community. So yeah, absolutely. What Jared said, you're loved and your life is worth living. So Uh, Make sure you connect with somebody if you're feeling those kind of things. But yeah, heartbreaking, heartbreaking news for sure. Well, guys, uh, it sucks to end on such a yeah. I'm sorry, I should maybe not. But (laughs) but I am I am glad that we ended up getting to do a top five. That man, that just brought me back. So thank you guys, thank you guys for for bringing us back to the roots of the Infinity Rose podcast today. Jarrett, thanks so much for being on with us tonight, man. Got you, babe. And Robbie, it's always it's always a pleasure. Happy to be here. I'm ready to go to bed.
<laughs> yeah, get some sleep, go to bro. bed, get some sleep, <laughs> get healed up, and get right back on that horse because we're going to have another episode of the Infinity Bros podcast soon. So make sure you check out the Infinity Bros podcast at theinfinitybros.com oh. or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of our listeners, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We love you 3000. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at the Infinity Bros. You can also check out our website at theinfinitybros.com for links, reviews, and sweet merch. Feel free to send us listener feedback via social media or email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.